This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. There's two or three urinals that are way up here, and there's always one that's way the fuck down there. That's mine. That is my urinal. You do not use that urinal. That is reserved for me. That is reserved for your five-year-old son, Zachary. And that is reserved for any man with a two-foot dick, okay? That is all. Now, in this airport bathroom, it's all open urinals. It's a cornucopia of urinals. One might even say they have a plethora of urinals. And they're all wide open. Only one is being taken up. Guess which one your nose being taken up? Mine! All right? So now I'm behind the guy. I gotta do this like dwarf. I gotta pee dance like right behind him. Now other people are walking into the bathroom. They see a dwarf dancing right behind a guy. You see a dwarf dancing behind someone, you think I'm casting a spell on him or some shit. And then I just had this moment where I couldn't take it anymore. So I just looked at the dude. I was like, excuse me, sir. And he turned around. And this is exactly what he did. No exaggeration. He just turns around and goes, no fucking way. On this episode of The Commercial Break. Man, the kid that makes fun of her first, that's not going to go well. Because I'm writing, I'm, al- I'm, I'm literally already doing it. I'm yeah. already writing these like roast joke style comebacks. So if, you know, if someone, you know, if some kid walks up and goes like, ah, you're a, you're, you're a midget, you know, she could be like, yeah, I am. And I'm here because my parents love each other. You're here because your mom doesn't know how to swallow. <laughs> so... <laughs> The next episode of The Commercial Break starts now. The 30th of the morning! Oh, yeah, cats and kittens, welcome back to The Commercial Break. I'm Brian Green, and this is the dastardly duo partner over here, Kristen Joy Hoadley. Best to you, Kristen. Best to you out there in the podcast universe. How are you this morning? How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Yeah, you look good. Feeling good. I just thought I'd share that with you. Thank you. You You look good. You look fresh and ready and ready to go. The opposite of what I'm feeling. I heard. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a, we have a, one kid who, all of our children have been relatively good when it comes to going with strangers. <laughs> that does sound funny. That does sound funny, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm father of the year award over here. They're completely fine with strangers. Yeah, they're completely fine with strangers. They literally run right up to them and say, mommy, daddy. 
Uh, do you mind watching them for a few minutes while I head into the Tite Club? I'll be right back as soon as I drop a grand. Making it rain. Um, no, they've been good when it comes to like, you know, even though we don't like, I don't know about any other parent here, but as a helicopter parent, <laughs> I don't like to leave my children with actual strangers. I won't hire a babysitter out of the fucking yellow pages. Right. That's not how it works. No. I don't care how many background checks you've done. You have to be connected in some way to my family, and I have to understand a little bit about who you are. And then even then, because we have small children, you got to spend some time with us together before we leave any of our children with sure. you alone. So we've only really I think had that's a good rule of thumb. I think so. We've only really had three or four babysitters in the entirety of our, you know, we also had pandemic babies, too. A yeah. lot of them. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's true. Many of them. Many more than science would suggest you could have during a three-year period. I don't know how that happened, but Astrid's double fertile, I think. Um, so we have this babysitter. She comes in, and she's a friend of the family. We've known her. She's been with the children before, at least some of our children before, and we have this newest <laughs> one, and that kid just does not want to have anything to do with her. As a matter of fact, the other day, Chrissy and I were recording, and I had to take a 40-minute break because the babysitter who was here to watch one of the children while we recorded <laughs> could right. not get the kid to settle down. I mean, screaming bloody fucking murder. But then, so, you know, we do this, like, exposure therapy where now I have to go in the room, hold the baby, you know, then send the baby over, then bring the baby back and all this other stuff. But she just will send not the baby send back. the baby back. <laughs> I wish Give me the baby. <laughs> could send the baby back, hand her back. We're like tossing, we're like playing hot potato <laughs> right, with the baby, right? right? When she starts, when it looks like she's about to get upset, we pull her back and then we throw her in and then we pull her back. And she just will not calm the fuck down. And even after the babysitter left, we the ba- the baby it, she would not calm down at Aww. all. She was screaming bloody fucking murder. It's like okay, the lady's gone now. You, it's all good. <laughs> You're back here with mommy and daddy. Maybe that's why she was screaming in the first place. Like you two fucking morons. I actually wanted to go with that lady. I was screaming because she wasn't running out the front door <laughs> with me in her arms. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, and then on top of that, then we have blue. The dog who is so I asked this babysitter. I said, "Hey, listen, you want to take this dog?" Because <laughs> I ask everybody who walks into the house, "Would you like to take the dog?" And she goes, "Oh no, 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 never again." And I was like, "Never again? What?" And she's like, "Never again will I have a Yorkie ever oh, again." And okay, she's like, "And it gets worse as they get older." And I, I thought to myself, "That is exactly correct because Blue is getting worse as she gets older." This is a dog who was on psychiatric medication <laughs> for her behavior. And she's getting worse and worse. I think I'm going to double the dose. I'm not even sure the fucking medication works at all. I think I'm just paying $80 a month for nothing. <laughs> Placebo. It must be. It's like a sugar pill to her. She's like, she just wants the pill pocket that it comes in because right. it's a treat. But, she, mm-hmm. you know, but then I do have to say that one time early on, we were like maybe six months into giving the dog. By the way, this dog has been through many training programs, had many yes, like dog she therapists, has. I'll attest to that. dog psychologists, <laughs> dog psychics. I know we've had everybody You're always in hopeful it. too. Yes. At every, every turn. Time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Until that one guy just dragged her across the pavement. And I was like, oh, oh okay. All right. I don't like her, but like, don't drag her across the pavement. Let's not do that. He thought he <laughs> the old pavement therapy. Yeah, the old pavement therapy. <laughs> Lift her up, throw her down, drag her across the pavement. That guy. God. He he was like he wanted. You I didn't told vet them. him like you vetted the no 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 no. Okay, no. Gotcha. But he was doing a television show, and then he asked if he could bring these other two ladies with him that were going to be part of the television show. They were like. <laughs> dog therapist in training or whatever and he got so irritated by Blue's behavior literally lifted her up 
and then put her back down, and then was Blue was like dragging cut. across the thing. And I was like, that's exactly what I said. Cut, cut. Hold on, hold on. Bro, I don't know, but this ain't the way to do it. So let's just part ways amicably right. because I'm not going to have you torture a dog in front of me. This is not going to happen. I thought you were like Mr. You know, fucking <laughs> dog whisperer or something. Yeah. You know how many times I've written into that Caesar, whatever name yeah. his name is, to try and get him here to the front door to oh, take care of Blue? it would be Liv? fantastic Never. if anybody could do it. He could. But I think even he knows because right. I sent videos. Like, I like, like I submitted multiple like, times. I'm not no, going no, there. No, no. He's like, Yorkies, no. they can't be helped. And this one's out of her fucking mind. <laughs> this dog can't be help so a year into taking or six months a year into taking this medication that had been prescribed to her to hopefully like calm her anxiety down mm-hmm. a little bit which is why they think she barks so much um no shit sherlock by the way no shit so uh we try i take we missed two days two days of giving her the medication because we were just kind of getting into the routine right whatever the deal was new baby i forgot what happened but we forgot to give her the medication for two days in a row and i'm telling you what that dog started to twitch it was like <laughs> really <laughs> Yes. And I thought to myself, oh, shit, I'm putting that dog through withdrawals. I remembered. And then I was like, oh, my God, you can't just take the dog off psychiatric medication. You can't take anybody so maybe off maybe it is doing, it, doing something. Yes, yeah, not making her twitch, but it's not the twitching that bothers me. <laughs> it's everything else. <laughs> Oh. All right, it's a TCB infomercials episode. That's what we've decided to name our new uh, – our. When our guests come in, TCB infomercials. Okay. I like that. I like, I like that, that too. Yeah, yes. We thought about it last night. We, <laughs> I'm telling Chrissy about the change right now. <laughs> well, to be fair, you just walked in the door and we started recording. So, uh, TCB infomercials with Mr. Brad Williams. He is a comic, he's got a new special on Veeps. He's doing a 780. This is the Ticketmaster platform and not the show that was on HBO. Yeah, that's what I keep thinking. Yeah, I know. Why would they name it Veeps? I don't understand. <laughs> and it's spelled the exact same way, too. It's V E E P S. Yeah. I don't understand. Whatever. Anyway, that's a decision by Ticketmaster. But still, that's very close. Yeah, it's too close. It's like, you're on Veeps. Congratulations. Yeah, I didn't even know that they had a new season. (laughs) They don't. (laughs) Good for you. (laughs) But now this is like our third comic who's been in here with a Veeps special. So Brad Williams' new special is on Veeps. You can go. You can order it. Download it. You can also go to one of his 787,000 shows that he's... He's like the commercial break. He's doing Monday through Saturday. Every single... Uh, week for the next number of months. Um, he's going everywhere. Yeah, so you can get those tickets. And he's going everywhere, not just the big cities, but the small mm-hmm. cities, too. He'll talk, I'm sure we'll, he'll talk more about that when we get him on in here. But let's do this. Why don't we take a short break, and then we can uh, visit with Brad, and then you know we'll wrap it up afterwards. We'll come back. We'll talk to you. We'll talk independently to you, the listeners. We'll whisper behind Brad's back <laughs> after we get done with that. Sound like a good <laughs> Sounds one? Sounds good. Okay, we'll be back after this. After these messages, we'll we'll be be right right back. back. Well, thank the baby Jesus. Brian took a breath, and now I will use this opportunity to let you know that we've got a brand new phone number. That's right. It's 212-433-3TCB. And you can text us anytime you want. Or you can call and leave us a voicemail, and we might just use your message on the show. Once Brian gets through all the messages he missed last year, of course. Anyway, you can also find and DM us on Instagram at The Commercial Break and on TikTok at TCB Podcast. And of course, all of our audio and video is easily found on TCBpodcast.com. Now I'm going to thank G one more time that we have sponsors. So thank G and here they are. This episode is sponsored in part by Squarespace. 
Back in 2020, when we first started the commercial break, Astrid and I would pick up consulting jobs helping other quote-unquote creative types get their podcasts up and going. And one of the services that we offered was to build them a website. I use the word build, but that may be overselling what we did because we used Squarespace. Squarespace is an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. So whether you're just starting a new business, you're a creative type that needs an outlet, or you've had a business for a while and and need a new web presence? Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything on your terms. I used to work in the internet marketing business, and one of the things that I sold at that business was search engine optimization. Search engine optimization could cost tens of thousands of dollars a month, but Squarespace has SEO tools built into the platform. And another thing I really like about Squarespace is their ability to help you build a course that you can market and sell on online. Plus, you're going to need to get paid for that course, and Squarespace has all the payment tools built in. Go to squarespace.com right now for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash commercial to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. And thanks to Squarespace for being a sponsor of the commercial break. I'm Tank Sinatra. And I'm Investigator Slater. And together we co-host a podcast called Psychopedia, which is a true crime podcast infused with comedy, making it a crimedy. Each week, Investigator Slater brings us a wild and thoroughly researched true crime case. I'm here to digest it all and react just like you probably are right there on the other side of the microphone. Somehow, I've got to present each case with the detail and respect it deserves, while also cracking up at Tank's perfectly timed humor and thought-provoking questions. Listen to and follow Psychopedia on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is sponsored in part by DraftKings Casino. It's springtime, warmer weather is here, maybe you're dreaming about relaxing by the beach, maybe you're going to get together with friends by the pool, or maybe you just want to chill out in your own bedroom. That's why DraftKings Casino is the perfect app to have on your phone or tablet. DraftKings Casino has the games you love to play, like blackjack and roulette, and even a few of your TV favorites, like $100,000 Pyramid. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players start with just 5 bucks and get $100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use the code COMMERCIAL to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or you can visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. 21 plus. Physically present in Connecticut, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia only. Void in Ontario. Eligibility and other restrictions apply. One per opt-in new customer. $5 wager required. Max $100 in casino credits awarded, which require a one-time playthrough within 168 hours. See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash promos. Restrictions do apply. Again, download the app and use the code commercial to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. Hey, Brad, how are you? Hello. Good Thank to you be very here. Much. Hello, Good Brad. to have you. Thank you very much for joining us here on the commercial break. You've um, certainly certainly hit the top now, Brad. There's no place else to go. Right. If Conan invites you, you have to decline. That's our... <laughs> That's right. I've always the said... I, 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 I've always said when people uh, have asked me, like, what are your career goals? And I go, do you know, you know this podcast, the commercial break? Like, I don't really care about a 
Netflix special, HBO special, <laughs> no. sitcom. I just want to do this podcast. It's so great. It's so wonderful. And uh, that's what I want to do. I, I I don't want to demean you guys. You guys have you guys have established yourself, and you guys Thank have you. put out a good product. And yes, and we have no idea how that happened. No, so we stumbled if into yes, it. Wait, I often say we're the best little mediocre podcast that could, and I don't mind that because I think average is like you know when you're down the middle, you're with the rest of the people. So why not? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, and, and like if because like some of these podcasts come out and they have these huge corporate entities behind them, yes, and then they're then they still stink. So yeah. when you have all of that and then you suck, it, it just sort of exaggerates the suck. But if you guys suck, you're expected <laughs> to suck. We so on an, our own. Yeah. So anything that you second. do, anything that you, which now sounds like a completely different kind of description, um, but. Now, like, if you guys are any good at all, it's just like, hey, look at them with their yes. little podcast. Brad, you're you're a you're a man after my own heart because I'll, I'll I'll explain this as I've explained it to Chrissy at our audience a million <laughs> times. If if no one expects anything out of us, then if they get a laugh or two, fucking a right, dude, then it's great. But if they don't get anything out of it, and a lot of one person wrote a comment the other day and they said, I like my podcasts with purpose. Uh, this does not have it. And I was like, well, what did you expect? It's yeah. me and my friend talking man, about shit. Yeah. Man, low expectations. Low That's expectations. Right. Set them low. Uh, 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 set them low. That, I mean, that, so- that sounds like a name of one of my comedy specials, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, but yeah, just, just, just like I can enjoy any movie as long as I go in with the right expectations. expectations. Mm-hmm. One, one of the most fun I've had at the movies recently is uh uh do you guys see the film Cocaine Bear? Yes. yes. <laughs> oh my god, I was awesome. dying laughing. It yeah. was so good. I I had I I I went and saw it with a bunch of friends and there and of course there was that one friend that walked out of it like oh, it was ridiculous. just like it, it was just dumb like okay so a bear is on coke it's like yes yeah. it's a cocaine bear. <laughs> bear. They told you in the title who who watched the previews <laughs> and was like looking at that like you you expected Sir Lawrence of Olivier yes. to cut co- to cut co- to come out there and deliver a <laughs> soliloquy like that's not what we're doing here we're not making a Kurosawa film we're making cocaine fucking, fucking bear. bear did the bear do cocaine yes did was it the a bear, bear? Yes. Was it a bear? Yes. Did the bear kill people that were not on cocaine trying to run away from the bear? Yes. Cameo from Ray Liotta, done. done. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. In, People came in there expecting Daniel Day Lewis. It wasn't Daniel fucking Day Lewis. No, they took a news no. story clipping from a South Carolina local article and then made an entire movie out of it called Cocaine Bear. Go in so, with expecting. So here's a fun fact about me. I've actually seen the real Cocaine Bear. No. no. Wow. Because the, the, the real Cocaine Bear is stuffed in a small uh, tourist shop in uh, just outside of Louisville, Kentucky. You're no kidding way. me. <laughs> yeah. Really? I was in Louisville. Louisville. I don't know how you pronounce it. Uh, I, I, but I, I, yeah. Either way. You, you, I don't even you, think they know how to pronounce it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You kind of have to put a cue ball in your throat. <laughs> Louisville. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, I, I was there, and this is about a month or so before, the, or, or a month after the movie came out, and I had seen it. And um, I found out the cocaine bear was there because I, I did a joke on stage and someone yelled out, you know, it's here, right? I'm like, the <laughs> hell it's here? <laughs> and it's, it's stuffed 
bear. It's a taxidermy bear, and people have left offerings like um, bags uh, of cocaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, yeah. There's quite a few bags of flour, flour, uh, flour, and um, yeah. I it, it's one of the best. I bought so many tchotchkes from that damn gift shop. <laughs> oh, I would have too. Oh, coffee mugs, <laughs> stickers. This, the story, if I'm not mistaken, is Bear finds a uh, load of cocaine that was obviously meant for someone else, uh, yeah. like a drop-off point or something, s- yeah. gets into the cocaine, then has yeah. runs around for a few minutes and has a massive heart attack, right? Is that yeah. basically like the story? That's that's what actually happened. Yeah. yeah. But, they're, but, but they're like, how can we make this into an hour right. and 20-minute <laughs> feature? Let's have them kill people. So, yeah, it... it, it the. I love that they said based on a true story and at the beginning. It's like, yes. okay. Based, based on a true on a story true like Fargo was based on a true story. Remember yeah. how I got everybody? Yeah. Fargo so got it, me for years. Yeah, thought, so now. Wow, that's crazy. And, th- and, and this will lead me into a different topic. Because now it's like you have people that uh, uh, tend to be coming after comedians like Hassan Minaj saying like oh he 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 made up stories he told stories on stage that weren't exactly true yeah no shit <laughs> that's what we do we do like the same like thing. yeah you, <laughs> yes. you you exaggerate you elaborate you make a point did you did, did you hear the story did you feel something you felt something did you feel good afterward fantastic then we did our job who watches cocaine bear and goes <laughs> and, and and when it says based on a true story goes well i did some fact checking turns yeah. out the bear <laughs> the did bear not actually go on a murderous rampage <laughs> while on the Colombian Bam Bam. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's what so we do, true. guys. It's I know. I was true. talking about this with Chrissy we the other just, day. Yeah, My earlier. dad was asking me, yeah. how do you get all the content? You know, we do four days a week, which is way too many episodes of the commercial break, but that's another story. <laughs> way altogether. too many days. Way yeah. too many. So, uh, leave him wanting more, but we decide to give him the most. So sure. the Or people can't even keep so up. So my dad says, yeah, people can't. <laughs> So my dad says, hey, how do you come up with all the content for the show? Like, do you literally walk around your entire day, like, thinking this could be a good story for the podcast? And I say, no, it doesn't work like that. I reflect at the end of the day, find out if there's a little nugget somewhere that then I can bloviate about for another 30 fucking minutes. Because if I told the story exactly as it happened, no one would laugh. Because yes. generally, people's lives aren't that funny. I don't walk no. around. I'm not Larry David. I don't walk around <laughs> making yeah. everything hilarious, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. Because although you may punch Elmo as well, uh, I would love it, to punch it, Elmo. It, it, I have small children, and I would love to punch oh, Elmo yeah. and a couple of the other ones too. Uh, uh, Peppa Pig. While we're at it, mm-hmm. Peppa Bad. Pig. Okay. Peppa Pig. Oh, it's big in my household. Don't get me started on Peppa Pig. Um, <laughs> Brad, I I have a question for you because Chrissy and I were talking about this last episode and I know that you have some loose connection here. You just got off the Jericho cruise. Is that right? Like a week and a half ago, something like that? That is completely incorrect because it has to be called by its proper name. Go for it. This this is the Chris Jericho Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea. Whoa. (laughs) I saw your videos. I I saw pictures. I went on other people's Instagrams. It yep. looks like a hairy good wild. time. I mean, music, uh, meet and greets, and lots of wrestling. I would expect wrestling. it to be wild. Of course, yeah. it's a yeah. fucking yeah. wrestling cruise. Wrestling on a boat. Yeah. Uh, uh, and wrestling fans on a boat. And, they, right. and they do stand-up comedy. And or like they, they, they don't do it. I do it. And, uh, <laughs> and thank God they don't do it. And, uh, and, and, and I bring a bunch of comedians with me. Um, 
and it, it's unbelievable. It's amazing. I got to check off definitely a few things on my bucket list. I there, There's so many times that in, in my adult life, I just turned 40, that I, I wish I could go back, find, you know, 14-year-old Brad Williams and just uh, be yeah. like, dude, it's going to get sweet. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's going to... Like, Here's it, a preview. <laughs> shit's going to get really cool. And I'm it, like, like, like I, I would go back to my... 14 year old uh, pubescent self and if I can catch myself in between masturbation sessions <laughs> I would say hey you know how uh, uh, you like to watch pro wrestling yeah do you like the Dudley boys yeah I love the Dudley boys well guess what you're gonna be in the ring with the Dudley boys oh. and do one of their one of their signature moves which now don't get me wrong the signature move is uh, that I did at the on the Chris Jericho Rock and Wrestling Ranger at Sea is uh, uh, it, it's, <laughs> it's it's called the What's Up Headbutt that involves me going to the second rope diving and then uh, my head uh, landing on the genitals of another wrestler. Uh, so that was fun. Uh, so as I say, what a signature I, I, move. Yeah. So uh, Listen, if you're gonna go out, go out with nuts in your face. That's hey, why. man, that's how we do it. And uh, I'm pretty sure all those people, you know, they saw a dwarf give a headbutt to the nuts of a pro wrestler. At that, at at, at that point, do you need three wishes? They've already been accomplished. Um, but it was awesome, man. It, it was truly amazing. And wrestling fans. I, I want to take these wrestling audiences with me everywhere. They were so encouraging. Um, uh, for those unfamiliar with wrestling culture, uh, <laughs> fans fans like to chant. Fans do like chants. Um, like if they see a match that they are really liking, they'll they'll go, "This is awesome!" <laughs> like that. Like that's what they do. So they love chants, and they and that's a real basic one. Some of them get really creative. Uh, uh, <laughs> so. Head I did a couple in his of his lap. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right in his nuts. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Okay. Uh, I I did. Uh, w- whenever I do the Chris Jericho Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea, this was my f- uh, fourth time. Um, I always write roast jokes about the wrestlers. Sure. And um, this time, uh, uh, I wrote a joke, and thankfully, the news about. I mean, not thankfully, but you'll you'll, <laughs> you'll, you'll understand. Uh, the news about Vince McMahon had just broken. Uh, <laughs> before the boat so i did a roast joke about vince and to to hear a theater of about 900 people chant holy shit holy <laughs> shit that's oh my god tell i don't want to joke tell yeah. the joke yeah. okay tell the joke hold on i actually we have it here talking yeah. about we were, I, that's what i was gonna yeah. ask you about I, you okay. were you were heading in the direction i was hold on take uh, your time uh, let me find this. Uh, uh, Great news about podcasting is you can edit if there's if there's lulls. Yeah, but there's no lull with Brad. Yeah. Brad no. is awesome. <laughs> no. I love having comedians oh, on. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, all joking aside, AEW wrestling is amazing. They have accomplished wonderful things. They hold the record for the most attended wrestling show of all time this year. They set it: eighty thousand people in Wembley Stadium. Only way WWE could do that is if they filled an arena with Vince's accusers. Oh! Ah. Wow. There. Yeah. There you go. That's, <laughs> that's Have you ever the... met Vince McMahon? Have you ever been in the same circles as Vince McMahon? Uh, no. no. I, I mean, I've, I've never met him. Um, it's kind of like, so there's a few people in this business. Um, I was actually a part of a documentary one time 
that uh, the the name of the documentary is Everyone Has an Andy Dick Story. <laughs> and, oh, I, oh, I know this. I know this documentary. Yeah. Yes, and because if you meet Andy Dick, you don't you just have a say story. you have yeah. a story. You don't just say, "Hey, Andy," and, and he says, "Nice to meet you," and then you go in your separate ways. There will be. He something pulls down that his happens. pants and he sticks his dick in your ear. Something along yeah. those lines. Yeah, <laughs> that's Andy that's is how wild. I, yeah, I mean that's. Uh, it's funny you say that. That's how I got a couple of gigs. Um, not. <laughs> Not because I did that, but because Andy did that, so he got fired. So then they brought me in. That, oh. that, that's true. Um, so it, it wasn't dick in the ear; it was balls and a drink. But that's besides the <laughs> oh point. God. Andy, jeez, so, news radio to balls and a drink. What are yeah, you doing? Uh, uh, so what, from what I've heard, that is kind of how Vince is, and that you never just have a interaction with a basic interaction with Vince McMahon. Mm. You will always have a story, whether it be. It could be something as horrific as uh, the allegations in the lawsuit, and now the, and now the federal probe, yep. or it, or it can be uh, uh, something where you're afraid for your life, like Bob Costas, although he ha- although he handled that very well, um, <laughs> or it could be hilarious, uh, or it could be like you know, like life threatening, yeah, yeah. He, he runs he swings the full one gamut. way or the other, but yeah. So if so if you understand the wrestling world a little bit, tell me. So, yes. so we were just talking about Vince, and yeah, we were talking about not. all his drama. I don't know much mm-hmm. about it, so fill me yeah. in. <laughs> and I'm like a, okay. a a child of the '80s and '90s, and the, sure. WrestleMania was the event you had to watch, right? We're and we're yeah. talking about you know Jake the Snake and Iron Sheik and you know all those yeah. great wrestlers. So why? Do you understand why everyone's so upset that The Rock all of a sudden showed up in the ring? Do you understand this? Do you get <laughs> yes. this? Do you see how like yes. people are threatening his daughter, like death threats against his daughter? For yes. what reason? Because someone else earned it and he didn't or something along those lines? So, all right. How, how can I? Oh, okay. So, let's say that, um, that, uh, okay. Let, let, let me try to put this in terms sure. that you would that the casual person would understand. Let's say you're you're watching the Marvel movies, right? And you're watching it from day one. Okay. And all of a sudden, like they you've built up these relationships with these characters. You know Iron Man. You know Captain America. And they're gonna defeat Thanos. You you have watched ten years of of Marvel movies, okay? Like, like you're just, you're in it, you're invested in these characters, you're invested in their stories, you want to see Iron Man finally defeat Thanos. And right before Iron Man fights Thanos, Wolverine comes in and goes, don't worry, I got this. <laughs> now, would you have liked to have seen Wolverine fight Thanos? Yes. Sure. It sounds great, it sounds awesome, but I was invested in Iron Man. I, yes. I, I wanted. I, I I was dedicated, and I wanted this. And and I was into Wolverine. You know, fifteen years ago, twenty years ago, when the, when when those act when, when those X Men movies came out. I'm not necessarily into Wolverine right now. Got so you. yeah, that that, makes sense. that is the best way that I could um, tell you what's happening is that Cody Rhodes is the baby face of baby faces. Everybody <laughs> is into him. They all thought he was going to win the title last year at WrestleMania. It's been another year, 
And his thing he keeps saying is, I'm going to finish my story, finish my story. And as fans, we're all just like, we want you to finish the story. (laughs) And (laughs) like, he's the most, uh, the term is over, but uh, he's the most popular baby face in modern era, the most okay. popular good guy. He, he he literally comes out dressed kind of as Captain America. And <laughs> now we're going to get, you know, you know, Cody Rhodes versus Roman. Cody's going to finally win the belt. Everyone's going to go absolutely nuts. This is what we want to see. And then right before you hear the Rock's music and you're just like, ah, ah that's great. Like, Rock Roman would be Good, but yeah, but didn't but, the rock move on to movies? Can't we yeah, just leave it alone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, so that's why ah. people are upset. That's why people, uh, uh, it's hashtag we want mm. Cody. Uh, so that, so that's what's happening in that world. Now there are, if you read wrestling Twitter, which I do because it's very entertaining. <laughs> um, there are I so bet it is entertaining. <laughs> Oh there are so many. If 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 you thought Alex Jones had conspiracy theories, oh, this God. is <laughs> it's it, out there. yeah. There there's a lot of stuff about why they're doing this, what they're going to do, what the plan is. Some sounds great, some sounds very nefarious. Uh, uh, so it, it's it's really interesting. I but, see this as the plus and the minus of the WWE yep. or wrestling in general is that. I honestly, I was talking to Chrissy, and I'm like, I think it's the most honest sport because you already know that it's dishonest, right? You yes. already know what it is on the surface, or at least you yes. should know what it is on the surface, right? Mm. I don't think yes. death threats is necessarily a great way to get out your anger right. but yeah. about I mean, a storyline, but I get yeah. it. You know, people are upset, but then also that gives people license to then go and have their own storylines going on in their own head. Right. And I yes. think some, obviously. It's a soap opera. People take it. It's a soap opera. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. It's a soap it's, opera. It's a sport, but people really do fucking yeah. wrestle. I mean, they get hurt. The same way, the same way, uh, uh, if, um, one of the bachelorettes picks a bachelor right. that's like, not the one that they all thought that she was yeah. going to yes. pick. Totally. They, the fans go ape shit. Right. Like, this is that. Yes. Exactly. This is that. So, so this is or, a crazy story that you're, that you're yeah. bringing this up. And it's a great example because my wife is watching The Bachelor and I, I hate laugh watch it, right? I think it's hilarious. I yeah. just love to watch the, the silliness of it all is interesting to me. My wife gets into it. So there's this year, The Bachelor, there's, there's two girls, they're sisters. It's the okay. first episode of The Bachelor. And the two sisters have met with the bachelor, and one of them is a real hahu, and the other one's very sweet and very nice. And so my wife is like, "Oh, he's definitely kicking off that mean sister. Everyone hates her. She's a bitch. <laughs> they didn't even connect." Blah blah. And I said, "Astrid, you have no idea how this works. The producers mm-hmm. have predetermined that these sisters will make it pretty fucking close to the end because that is the kind of drama that drives ratings." And when it came time for what rose ceremony or whatever it is, the, of course they, he picked the sisters yeah. because the producers said. We we can't miss this opportunity to make a great story. So exactly. maybe they're jobbing you. Maybe they're yeah. jobbing everybody by throwing the rock in the ring and saying, meet me at WrestleMania. You know, and yeah. everyone's like, yeah. ah, fuck. I like <laughs> the, the thing, rock, but I don't like this. Yeah. The thing, the thing about, the thing about wrestling, is, it, it's kind of like comedy in that, uh, uh, you never it's it, you, you you never know what's real and what's not. You never know right. what's what's a bit, what's a work. You yeah. never know it, you you just never know. So <laughs> I just like to sit back and enjoy the fireworks. That that's what I like to do. And uh if if and and like kind of like you touched on earlier, wrestling is a sport that 
because it's predetermined, people feel like they have a little more control mm-hmm. over it and a little more ownership of it. But really, it's guys. It's like guys just sit back, relax, and watch the and show. Watch the show. Watch the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, watch that's what show. makes it. If it always turned out the way you th- you would like it to, then you would never watch it because you would it, never watch it. Yeah, it's like the an twists epi- and turns. It's like an episode of Breaking Bad that always mm-hmm. ends with you know uh, with Brian Cranston getting away. Well, when's he not going to get away with it? The fact that yeah. you never know if he's going to get away with it or not <laughs> makes it interesting. So I totally it, agree. It, with you. It, it's something, and I'm glad you brought that up, because it, it's something that I like to tell people when it comes to joke writing, when they're like, I didn't like that joke. Why didn't, why did you do a, why did you do that joke? Or why did you expand on this thing? It's like, here's the thing. The intent is always to entertain. But like you said, if you don't have conflict, there is no punchline. There's, There's no risk. So you, yeah, you're not you, falling off the have, edge. Yeah. Yes. So you have to create those risks. You have to create those uh, uh, circumstances. You have to stretch the rubber band and get the tension as tight as possible because then if you could hit that joke, it's it's a release. It's yeah. such mm-hmm. a big release where if you just tell the average story of like we said earlier of, of, of like if I just did jokes about what I did every day, it's boring as hell. Today I have woken up, I have had a tea, I walked my daughter to school, and now I'm and now I'm talking to two yahoos in their basement. That is what that is my day so far. Mm-hmm. Now I can expand on that and I can make it like, yeah, uh, I walk my daughter to school and we're both dwarves, and so people that are driving by see two dwarves walk to school and they're and they're they're, they're, they're like, like oh let those two kids let, you know yeah, walk yeah, yeah 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 exactly. they say that they 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 say oh do they go to a special school that's just a mushroom with a door in it like <laughs> like 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 what do they do like and it's raining in southern california so oh my god do they have their floaties cuz those puddles look dangerous for them yeah. like it's like you can <laughs> You expand, and that that's that's how jokes are written. That's right. how story is created. That's how conflict is done. You, Nothing is going to be exactly as you want it to be, because if it is, it's going to suck. That's right. <laughs> and you have to walk that line sometimes. And, and you know, we understand sure. we understand this doing a lot of content. There's some places you never want to go, right? Yeah. And if, if, if that's your brand of comedy you never go there right and then there's some places where you just kind of you walk the line because the risk in the joke telling is that you may offend some people but that you're going to make a lot of people laugh but that's also how you push the envelope there i think there's a real psychology to comedy and joke telling and i do believe that societally in since the age of jesters Mm-hmm. comics have helped us expand what we think is okay, not okay, or right, because they have been telling stories in a way that takes risks and allows you to think and yep. laugh at stuff that otherwise is just too serious to wrap your head around. And so yep. that's why I think comedy, you know, not what we do. We just sit behind a microphone to nobody. <laughs> you go up on stage and you actually have to take the risk of laughed or yeah. not laughed, right? We yeah, don't get to yeah. hear what happens in people's cars or their jog or whatever. Right. But I think that the the storytelling in and of itself, the risk in and of itself is that you fail, but then the reward is that you open people's minds in a way they don't see it. I think one of the things I appreciate about your comedy is that you are you don't shy away from the fact that you're a, a little person. You don't shy away from it at all. You really talk about your life in, in kind of 
sometimes brutal terms, right? I, I think yeah. you were telling a story about how your dad was your first bully. He was like, if it's yeah. going to happen, it's going to happen here <laughs> where we can practice, right? Yeah, when exactly. You were, I, 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 when you said, I, I wish I could go back and talk to my 14-year-old self, I actually do this sometimes. I actually sometimes tell my 15-year-old self, it will fucking get better. My child was a little rough around the edges. It will fucking get better, Brian. Just hang tight. Hang tight. Don't jump off the cliff. Don't do that. Don't do this. Yeah. Just hang tight, right? It will get better. It's going to take a very fucking long time, but it's going to get better. <laughs> when you were a kid and you're, yeah. did you see what your dad, do you now see what your dad was doing as noble or do you yeah. see it as tough? Or oh, both. Th- yeah. Thankfully, thankfully, he was explaining it to me like as it was happening. So I got it kind of in real time. Okay, gotcha. So he he was telling me, no, I'm making fun of you as a kid. You got because you got to understand, my dad's uh, not a dwarf. Uh, he, mm-hmm. uh, he he uh, he was average size. So um, so he would tell me like, no, I'm making fun of you. So when other kids make fun of you, you're ready, and mm. it doesn't phase you. And it would. So like. It worked. So, like, he would, he and I would literally sit down and write jokes together, write comebacks. So then, when a kid came up to me and said something mean, boom, I had a response. It was quick. It was good. And uh, and then the kid cried, and then I would go to the principal's office. <laughs> it, it, it was a great, it was a great thing. Um, so that that's what. He, so I look back on it and go, it was genius. So now with my daughter, who is also a little person. Uh, man, the kid that makes fun of her first, that's not going to go well because <laughs> I'm writing, I'm already, I'm, I'm literally already doing it. I'm yeah. already writing these like roast joke style comebacks. So if, if someone, you know, if some kid walks up and goes like, ah, you're, um, you're, you're a midget, you know, she could be like, yeah, I am. And I'm here because my parents love each other. You're here because your mom doesn't know how to swallow. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm gonna do stuff it. with each like age that. that she gets at. Yeah. You can, you can uh, accelerate it a little bit. Oh no, I'm I'm gonna I'm go with that course. one. I'm gonna go with that one when she's five. I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm really, yeah. I'm gonna make sure that every kid that makes fun of her pays for it and yeah. uh, knows that that's not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. So I, I'm I'm stoked about that, and I think that that's a healthy way to look at the world. Uh, I, I said it in my special um, daddy issues where my father prepared me for the world that is and not the world that should be. Mm-hmm. The world that should be is a wonderful, amazing place where no one gets made fun of, no one gets hurt, and uh, everyone looks out for each other. The world that is is fucking cutthroat as hell. And you have to like be be a good person, be considerate to others, but you got to look out for number one, and 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 there's scammers out there, and there's so much there's so much mm-hmm. bad out there that you have to be aware of it, so that when it does happen, you are you are you are prepared for it. And, and true or not true, you got mm-hmm. your start because you were at a live Carlos Mencia show, and he yep. started making fun of little people, and yep. he was then he started directing that toward you. He was essentially roasting you there in the audience, and you were like, "Well, if I'm going to get roasted, I'm going to banter back and forth." Is that true? Well, uh, to some to some degree, what okay, happened tell me was uh, he was on stage as at the Brea Improv in 2002, uh, two, uh, uh, two, uh, 2003, I want to say, um, yeah, Mar- yeah, March 2003. And uh, I was in the audience, and he started making midget jokes, not knowing I was there. And half the audience was laughing, and the audience that was sitting by me was like, 
<laughs> yeah. This guy's this guy. Yeah. And uh, he noticed that, and he's like, "Why?" He's like, "Why aren't you guys laughing at these jokes?" And he actually said the line. He goes, "What is one of them here?" And I and I just was Carlos. I raised my creepy little hand in the air, like, "Yep." And uh, he called me up on stage, and he started asking me questions. And I didn't try to be funny. I just answered the questions honestly. But the but my answers got laughs. I still remember the question that did it. It was. Uh, he said, what do you do for a living? And I grew up in Southern California. I was living in Orange County. And I did what a lot of teenagers did when you grow up in Orange County. As I looked at him, I was like, I work at Disneyland. <laughs> and then I got laughs like that, yeah. like little Snickers. And yeah. I stopped, looked at the audience and went, fuck you. I'm not one of the seven. <laughs> and that, and that see, was it. That was and, I got, and I got that laugh. And I was like, oh, that felt good. Yeah. That felt, that felt really addictive. good. Oh, it's addictive. So yeah. uh, then I started doing that. Then I started looking up open mics and doing that. And uh, and here we are 20 years later talking to you guys, which was my plan the whole time. That's right. All come together. <laughs> and then he like took you under his wing and you were on his show too, right? And then yeah. so that kind of furthered your career, I would imagine, when you're on the Carlos Mencia show. It was hot for a period of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. It was wonderful. I got to be his opening act. And uh, uh, then uh, uh, sort of uh, that was my version of college. And then I sort of spread <laughs> my wings, went out on my own and Got to uh, make a uh, little money performing for no people, and uh, and and but you do that for a yeah. long time, and mm-hmm. you cut your teeth. Oh, we you, know. Yeah, yeah, and you build the audience because because pe- people say like people have asked me before like oh what was your big break, and the answer is I don't have a big break. I have about eight little breaks, and each one led to the next one. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I could tell you like a few to- like a few times where it's like, oh cool, that happened. So now I got I I raised up a level. It, it's nothing. Ha- it's like when someone loses a bunch of weight, they all they always get asked, "How'd you do it?" The and people ask because they want the answer to be, "I did nothing. I, I took yeah. Ozempic. Yeah, I took Ozempic. <laughs> I kept eating ice cream. There was no yeah. side effects. And I I'm shit good. myself to Sunday, but I made it <laughs> yeah. work. Yeah, yeah. I lost forty pounds and I got rock hard abs. Like that's what <laughs> yeah. that's what they want to hear. But, but that's but not the truth. That's yeah. not the truth. The truth, more often than not, especially with weight loss as well, I had to diet. I had to exercise. I had to really watch what my caloric intake. I had to avoid, you know, fats and sugars or not fats, but, sh- you know, sugars and carbs yeah, sure. and stuff like that. So that's that's the answer. But we don't want that. And mm-hmm. so when when, pe- when people say, what was your big break? They want me to say like, oh. I uh, I was at a gas station. I told a joke, and the and the vice president of show business was there, right. and uh, he decided to I make me a star. Like that, that's not what happened. Yeah. All, right, is, uh, all right, sweetie, you're gonna be a star. Yeah, Come on with me. Yeah, yeah. Heather it's McMahon not, was just saying the same thing the other day on her show. She was like, yeah. people just all of a sudden think that it just happened overnight but it didn't and it's i've been working at this for years and years and years well i think we all want to believe in our heads that there you know all the dreamers and all the people who are out there 
that want this um, some kind of and anything that they do, I suppose it, it could be guitar playing, it could be shoveling shit. I don't know. You, and you want to be the best shit shoveler that ever lived. You want to believe that you can walk in to your first day at shit shoveling and that you're the best that ever lived. But that's not mm-hmm. how it happens. It's not oh. one big break. It's many small breaks mm-hmm. that break yep. in your favor. And by the way, as we've learned on this show, oftentimes the big breaks are followed by huge disappointments that then you have to pick yourself up and get and do it again, right? And yep. okay, now we got to go again. I'm sure still to this day, probably you walk some, some nights are great. And then some nights you're like, fuck, man, I just didn't have it tonight, right? Oh, yeah, a- um, absolutely. And in terms of, the overnight sensation with comedy, I'll give you a, a perfect example, is right now one of the hottest comedians in the world, and I, I call him the Taylor Swift of comedy. Uh, <laughs> Matt <'cause>, Reif. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Matt, yeah. yes, Matt Reif. And, and, and he's selling out shows all over, and people are like, oh, my God, this pretty boy with high cheekbones just started selling tickets. But all the comics out here in Los Angeles know Matt has been at this since he was a teenager yeah like teenager he was the opening act for dane cook for years like he he, like he's been at he's been broke he's been at the laugh factory he's been like uh i saw matt um so in 2020 when the lockdown happened the laugh factory started doing these virtual shows where they would put oh yeah TVs in the Laugh Factory that would have screen like that would have the Zoom, so we kind of had an audience, but yeah. not really. And Matt was hosting those shows for 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 nothing, just to get just to get the to stage get the time and yeah. keep the reps going. So that dude has worked so hard. So there, it, it is not an overnight success with that guy. And and you and you can look at almost any comedian uh, uh, and mm-hmm. find very similar stories. I think those overnight sensation stories, they are so few and far between. And there are a few of them. They're, they're, yeah, you know, the, you walk onto American's Got Talent and you got a record contract the next day or whatever. There are stories like that, but that yeah. is not the norm. That is the exception. Like with sometimes, you know, ridiculously sometimes, oh, how did, how did your podcast get so popular? I don't fucking know. 600 yeah. hours of content. <laughs> like 600 hours of content, I guess, with just blunt force trauma to the head. People all of a sudden yeah. started listening, right? Yeah. And it's, that's the way that it is. Yeah, it, it it's Malcolm Gladwell stuff, but uh, 10,000 hours. But mm-hmm. thankfully, now I've, you cut your teeth. So when you get to the point where you're popular or you start being successful, you're prepared for that. So now when I'm, when I'm uh, when, when when I just put out my new special on Veeps, and then uh, and then we have this whole tour that's like in, insane coming up. Two hundred yeah, nights or something. Oh, crazy. It, 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 and that's not all of them. We haven't even announced. Wow. The overse- we haven't announced the overseas dates yet. That's but you have a, a you have a wife oh and a kid. My, I know. So I, <laughs> how does this work? You do that. At some point, I would like to meet them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, that's a I, novel idea. I hear they're wonderful people, uh, but. Yeah, so uh, so this next year is going to be crazy, but I'm prepared for that because of all the work I've put in mm-hmm. previous. And now, so when I had to write essentially a whole new hour in about seven months from when the recording of the new special to the current hour that I have on tour, I was ready because I've learned how to do that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. now I'm really happy with the hour. We've been... You know, we've, it's been getting great response on the on the tour dates so far, and uh, so yeah, I'm giving the people a good show. I I don't want you to watch 
my special starfish on Veeps and then come see me on this crazy tour and then see the exact same material. I want it to be different. Nice. So thankfully it is. So yeah. let me ask you a question. So Veeps is the new it's the new Ticketmaster live platform. Am I right about yeah. that? Okay. So yeah. we've had we've had a couple other comedians yeah. who mm-hmm. have Veep specials. I think Blair Saki was on. She has a yeah. uh, Veep special. Yeah, Blair's great. Blair is wonderful. Love Blair. Um, and so, um, so when you go out and do these, like back to back to back to back to back, are, have yeah. you done this kind of like, uh, back to back to back traveling before? Are you excited I, about it? Do you find it to be very stressful? <laughs> I'm just, listen, it's all of those things. It's yeah. very stressful because you know, you're, uh, I'm used to going to a comedy club and, and then just being in that comedy club for three, four days where mm-hmm. I'm in the same hotel room. I kind of, you know, my home because becomes you know the hilton garden inn in tulsa oklahoma that weekend you know <laughs> yeah. so uh which by the way i'm coming to tulsa buy tickets uh but <laughs> so like the, i'm i'm used to that this is more like all right this day you're in charlotte the next day you're in atlanta and the next day you're in savannah and it's like okay let's so, go let's fucking go yeah it's a lot but i always when it whenever it seems to be a lot, I always try to sit back and go, but this is what I wanted. This yeah, is what I exactly. worked for. I'm being compensated very well. Uh <laughs> and and I'm not, you know, I'm not I can't be mad about that because nope. I'm doing this all I'm doing this all for my kid and and her future. Her future. So yeah. uh uh so yeah, like and I get to see the country. It it it's it's amazing when I meet people and they go, Yeah, I've been like my mother in law has been to like three states total and i've been to all 50 and i've been to 18 different countries mm-hmm. to do stand-up so it's like wow i've really gotten to experience things and i love going out and seeing our our, our country because especially with I, I i won't get too political but especially with the upcoming election there's yep. a lot of people that think that uh, this one part of the country is so different from this other part of the country. These people are good. These people are just bad. And there's a lot of that mentality right now. Yep. It's unfortunately going to get worse. Mm-hmm. But when you actually go to these places, you find out, hey, everyone wants the same thing. They want to earn a living. They want to, you know, they want their kids to succeed. Uh, they pay their taxes, hopefully, and they want, you know, they they want safety and security for their loved ones. That's mm-hmm. what everyone That's wants. True. That's they it. They disagree slightly on how to achieve that safety and security, but the goal is the same. Mm-hmm. And I've realized that uh, tour in the country is you go and people go, "What's it like when it, when when you go to Alabama?" And then it's like, eh, "That's that's fun." Yeah, there's yeah. there's humans there. There are humans, humans there. there. They, <laughs> they laugh at jokes. Uh, yeah. Jokes are good, you know. That's what, and then the people in Alabama are like, "What's it like up there in New York City? Are, yeah. they, are, are they just a bunch of cuckold libtards?" And you're just like, "No, they're no, cool yeah. too. Yeah, they have they're, a few of those, fun. but they're mm-hmm. they're mainly good people." <laughs> yeah, you know, my wife. Thankfully, is, yeah. Thankfully, comedy kind for the most part. There's always exceptions, but they. Th- thankfully comedy for the most part kind of weeds that out because yeah mm-hmm. you you kind of know what you're getting into very few people uh uh walk into because uh, i'm doing a lot of theaters on this tour very very few people buy a ticket for a comedian at a theater and, and then when they hear a joke go what right. <laughs> because they've already seen that yeah there's yeah. so much re- yeah. so much research yeah, out there that yeah 
They know they want to come to your show. Absolutely. And I find, like, my father, I'm married to a Venezuelan woman, and Mm. her father, who's still in Venezuela, has said this from the day that I met him, he he wants to talk about politics. (laughs) Brian. That's what he says to me. You fucking moron. But he also says this. He says, extremes on both sides end up in the same place. Right, you end yes. up in the same place, no matter which way you go, left, right. You're gonna—it's a circle. You're gonna end up in the same place. But ninety-nine percent of people are not there. They right just there. want to live their lives, to be happy, and to feel like they're free and secure. That's yep. it. We all want yep. the same things. It's it, there's a lot of reasons why we're so politically divided. But when you do go and you travel, you realize that humans are just humans all over the place. They're not much different from each other. You know, yeah. regardless of your skin color, your size, your weight, your hair, your hair length, everybody just kind of wants the same things. And then, of course, there are always outlying dipshits that just make trouble for everybody. But, you yes. know, I guess that's that's the risk you take just like when you get on stage and you make a joke. Brad, I feel like we covered exactly 1% of what I wanted to cover with you in this 45-minute period of time. That's, unfortunately, that's what kind of happens with me. Uh, uh, I feel like we could have got done an hour with you. I, yeah. two I hours. want to know about yeah. Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. Uh, all right. The AVN Awards. I wanted to know about all right. other things. Okay. I'll, I'll do all that. So, okay. uh, no. Cirque du Soleil was... Awesome. I was the first comedian uh, ever, uh, first stand-up comedian in a Cirque du Soleil show. Uh, I did stand-up comedy. I didn't get fired out of a cannon and yell wee-wee. Uh, <laughs> the, show was, the show was called Mad Apple. It's still going on at the nice. New, York, New York Hotel and Casino. I'm not a part of it anymore. I've, I've moved on. But Wait, the show you is did great. Mad Apple? Is that the, yeah. like, the sexy yeah. version of the, the Cirque du Soleil? It's uh, the New Aren't York... Aren't they all kind of sexy? It's, yeah, it's, they're all... It's always I've been seen, in New York, New York, right? <laughs> I've seen the backstage. It's pretty oh, sexy. Yeah. Uh, yes. But uh, uh, so the so the the sexy one was the one before us. Mm. That okay, was gotcha. a show called Zumanity. That's Zumanity yes. is what I saw. Yeah, yeah. There was nudity on stage. Um, but yeah, so but it was very challenging. Whereas a stand-up comic, I had to go on after the two guys that juggle each other with their feet. That's new, <laughs> All right? Um, but it was a wonderful experience. A uh, a I, I like doing things that challenge me, whether it be that, whether it be going on a 70, you know, uh, a city <laughs> yeah. 200 show date tour or or uh, launching a special on a new platform uh, yep. and helping them get off the ground. I like doing things like that. I like doing things that uh, challenge me. Now, you mentioned AVN Awards. Now, yeah. those are like the now those are like the porn Oscars. Right. Uh, yep. Uh, maybe I maybe I don't know my own bio. What what does it say about me and the Aviator Horse? That you were like a host, a part of it at one oh, point. Oh oh oh! They asked yeah. me to host one year. Yes, um, okay. They um, just asked. I was not able to do it uh, mm. uh, uh, because um, my uh, wife. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not a not a huge fan right. of, of 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 me being around a, a lot of very attractive. Women that, that sexually liberal uh, women that uh, yeah. sexually yeah, liberal women with very low self esteem and they yeah. want to try things like <laughs> uh, I'm not and I totally get that it's probably a great idea because I love my wife very much and I would like to keep half my shit yeah um, and she's so, a black belt writer of fourth degree black she belt. is yeah if I if I turn the camera <laughs> you'll mean, see the you'll see the awards I right up there so uh yeah uh yeah yeah fourth dawn black belt i have to say nice. that. Not, just, not just black belt fourth yeah. dawn so i sleep wow. in between a fourth dawn black belt and a 90 pound pit bull i sleep like a baby <laughs> yes. yeah you are protected 
All right. Great. Brad Williams is on a epic coming to Atlanta. Coming to Atlanta. Oh, that's nights, where we are. So we're in, Atlanta. Yeah, we're in Atlanta. Yeah, for two nights. Yeah. Two different I, theaters, actually. I saw that. Oh, you were really? in two different two places different in Atlanta. Yeah. I'm I'm going nuts. I'm yeah. just going I mean, just wherever you can get them. Brad Williams does, is on Does tour. the check clear? I'll go there. People are like, oh, so you're going to like all the major cities like Atlanta, Denver, New York, LA, Seattle, Miami. Yes, I'm going to all those, but I'm also going to Terre Haute, Indiana. Right. Terre Haute. I didn't I didn't know what that was. I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know but what I'm that ex- was either until you just said it. So, <laughs> but I, I'm excited though. Yeah, I, 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 new place. I'm, I'm stoked to go there. Uh, so, yes, I'm excited for the big shows like uh, in Nashville. We're doing like the Ryman Auditorium, uh, I love beautiful the Ryman. place, yeah. the home of country music. Oh yeah, and that, that I might cry on that stage. I'm not gonna lie. It's but, amazing. Uh, we're we're also you know uh, we're we're also going to Grand Rapids and like I said, Terre Haute, Indiana, and Omaha, Nebraska, and. All these all these other cities that maybe a lot of people kind of pa- kind of pass over. I don't care. I'm going there. <laughs> You're going to fill it because they're going to find yeah, it extremely fun that someone's coming to their town that's going to make them laugh. And I yeah. think that's a smart move, actually. Yeah. So he's going on a epic tour of the country. Check him out. Get tickets. Uh, I believe you can get them through Ticketmaster through your local ticket broker. Veeps, his new special is out. You can go watch it on Veeps. There's a bunch of comedians, but Brad is got a new special out, and we hope that you go watch it. Brad, you, you must so come back because I will. I asked one of the questions and I had thirty. So <laughs> I know, but that's yeah. the sign of a good interview. We just we just wrapped. That's we'll it. Do, uh, 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 we'll do a rapid fire at some point. But yes, I would love I would love to come back. Um, I've I've got some exciting stuff that are that's coming up that I, I I'm not, literally not allowed to mention. Um, ah. So why don't uh, you check in when you're coming when you're back Atlanta. to Atlanta? Yeah. and that right. would be good. Maybe you even at come the, to our uh, basement. That's not a basement. The, at yeah. the, <laughs> Buckhead Theater, I believe. That's right. Okay. Where I'm yeah. performing. So, That's yeah, right. Buckhead Theater. So, uh, yes, I I will. We'll talk about the world of Coca-Cola. We'll talk about Ted Turner. It'll be great. Nice. <laughs> Brad <laughs> Williams you. on Beeps. Go yeah. check it out or live at a locale near you. Thanks, Brad. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. What? Oh, hi. It's Christina again. Here to remind you to go to tcbpodcast.com for all things audio, video, and TCBDO. Give us a follow on Instagram at The Commercial Break and on TikTok at TCB Podcast. And guess what? We have a new phone number. I know what you're thinking, but I promise this is the last TCB phone number you will ever have to remember. (laughs) So call us and leave us a voicemail or text us at 212-433-3TCB. Once more for the people in the back, that's 212-433-3TCB. Oh, and check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash the commercial break. That's all for now. Let's listen to our sponsors and get back to the show. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I'm going to share that I've been going through a difficult time lately with one of my family members. No trauma, no huge drama, just a difficult situation that I'm trying to navigate. It's times like these when I'm grateful I've got a therapist that I can speak with. Therapy for me is the release valve. It's a place I can go and speak to an objective third party about even the smallest of details in my life. I've been using therapy for many years to help me navigate these difficult situations, but then to also work on some of the bigger issues we as human beings all experience, and I'd like to think it's making 
making me a little bit of a better person. If you haven't given therapy a try, or it's been a while since you've been to therapy, I'd like to recommend BetterHelp. BetterHelp is designed to be easy, convenient, and fit your schedule. It's all online. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire, and then you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for any reason, no additional cost. Whether you're trying to work through some big traumatic event or you're just having trouble getting through the minutiae of life, therapy can help. You can start today and get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash commercial today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash commercial. Take a few minutes, prioritize your own well-being, and you can start at BetterHelp.com slash commercial. Get 10% off that first month. And we want to thank BetterHelp for being a continuing sponsor of the commercial break. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Wow. Cool. All right. Like Brad. Brad was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Brad's got... uh... So, yeah, in case you he's didn't know, he's got a lot to say. He's got a lot to say, but in case you didn't pick up on this, I'm sure you must have. But if you don't know Brad Williams, you didn't pick up on the interview because we didn't focus on it because there's no reason to focus on it. But Brad has dwarfism. He's a mm-hmm. he's a little person. And um so that's why we were talking about when his dad was was bullying him and I found that to be really fascinating to me. I don't know that I would necessarily take that direction with my children, but I also don't have children that were Born right. as little people, right? Yeah, so, he was trying to prepare him yes. for what other kids might say to him and then come up with comebacks. Comebacks that he could, that. so that yeah. he was like a natural instinct, mm-hmm. a response. And I see like diffusing with humor or a comeback, how that could be a really good trick to just make people think, wow, he's just like me, you mm-hmm. know, and he actually, he has better comebacks than I do. He has better yeah. insults than I do. And I do, I did want to ask him one thing and we'll ask him this maybe if he ever comes back, but maybe if he ever comes back, <laughs> like any of our guests, they all agree to. And then one of our producers pointed out, of course they do. You ask them on air, Brian, like they're going to say no. <laughs> I'll see. I will see. Um, he is coming to Atlanta. He so. is coming to Atlanta. So mm-hmm. maybe we'll hook up with him then. Um, one of the things that I wanted to ask him was, is whether or not he thinks that television shows like the ones that I watch on TLC mm-hmm. fetishize uh, oh, little people or do good... they break barriers Question. down? And I bet he would say both, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I love those shows. and it's, do. The, the reason is, is because the personalities are fascinating and I do like to watch how they navigate the life. world. Yeah, they na- and they navigate the world like anybody else would. You mm-hmm. have a problem, you know, you can't reach the top, you get a ladder, right? It's sure. like anybody would do. I can't change the light bulb, I, get, I grab a step stool. Well, I, you know, they have to grab a, uh, cups out of the you know, the house that was Arrange made for normal people. Differently, yeah. maybe. And yeah. Oh, man, I wish I could have asked him that. But, you know, uh, I didn't just didn't get a chance. But I didn't get a chance to ask him anything I that I wanted to ask. <laughs> There's one thing I do have to say about Brad is that guy can fill the, the dead air. He knows how to do it. He does. And as a guy. It was, who it was all fills, very interesting. Yeah. I, I didn't realize that it breezed through. 42, yeah. 48 minutes, something like that. We said, hey, can you give us 30 minutes? He said, yeah, 48 minutes later. <laughs> and I feel like we just, he was just finished wrapping the first question. Exactly. <laughs> but as 
people who have to fill dead air for a living. Yeah. That feels really nice, actually. I'm like, okay, all right, somebody else do the talking for once. <laughs> I right. like that. And, uh, and also, what you didn't see, um, or you might see if you watch it on YouTube.com slash the commercial break, is that he had a painting he did. of Robin Williams mm-hmm. behind him, done by a fan. And his last name is Williams, too. And Robin and him have actually, I believe, met. I read that. Yeah, yep. because he called... What did he call him? Like, um, uh, Robin Williams called him Prozac, Prozac with a head. Yes. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> but it's kind of funny, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Little Brad Williams for you. Thanks to Brad for coming in. We do appreciate it. Go check out his Veep special. Go see him live in concert. He is coming to Atlanta, and he is playing two different theaters. That's... Isn't that Interesting. weird? Yeah. But maybe he couldn't get one theater. He got the other theater. Right. Or maybe, maybe. he sold out one and then he decided, oh, let me book maybe. a second gig longer. Yeah. I don't know how all that works. We're trying to get into that. We're like thinking about doing live shows and <laughs> it already feels like too much work for me. I'm like, eh, really? <laughs> Can't we just show up? Yeah. The, well, the promoter was like, well, he's, first of all, we asked a question like, how much money do we have to spend to do this? And he's like, oh, nothing. And I was like, thumbs fucking up tell me where to be i'll be there (laughs) i mean we're talking about 200 dollars check right we're not talking about big money yeah but then then he was like yeah all i need you to do is go ahead and tell me which cities that you think you could fill a room and i'm like kind of room are we talking about he's like well let's start small and i'm like a bar with three tables or are we talking like 200 (laughs) people and he said well that really depends on how much how many people are actually listening to you out there and then, and then we realize. Yes. And then we realize this is probably never going to happen. <laughs> if someone pays me two hundred dollars to show up to a bar and tell some jokes, I will do that. Though, no matter where it is, even if I had to spend seven hundred dollars in airfare to get there, <laughs> because that was the other caveat. They're not going to pay for your travel. And I was like, oh, <laughs> so you want me to pay to show up? How does this work? How does it? So it's already a headache to me. Right. I'm like, ah, oh, such a good idea, but. Think about it. Let me let me be like so many other people who do this for a living and never leave the studio for fear (laughs) that something different might happen. Uh, Something wrong might happen. (laughs) Anyway, TCBpodcast.com. That's where you go. You find out more information about Chrissy and I, all the show notes, the video and the audio, all there, one location, TCBpodcast.com. We would appreciate it. If you would go there and also get your free piggy fronting sticker, hit the contact us button, drop down menu says I want my free sticker. Give us your physical address. We'll give you the sticker, and everything will be right with the world. 626-ASK-TCB, the number 31626-ASK-TCB, the number three questions, comments, concerns, content ideas, ask Brian's mom, ask TCB. You can send them all via text message or voicemail at the commercial break on Instagram, TCB podcast on TikTok, and YouTube.com slash the commercial break. Wow, that was a mouthful. All right, Chrissy. I guess that's all I can do for today. I think so. I'll tell you I love you. I love you. I'll say best to you. Best to you you out there in the podcast universe. Until next time, Chrissy and I do say, we must say, and we will say, goodbye. goodbye.